0: Hey guys, welcome to Today's the Day with Zach Anderson. I hope you guys enjoy. Thank you guys for tuning in as always. I wanted to jump on super quick and let you guys know um, I'm extremely excited to announce that we finally have the top 10 journals live They're on todaysthedayshop.com. Make sure you go and get yours these things are perfect. We got them to the T exactly how we want them. It took longer than we were hoping, but they're amazing. I can't wait for you guys to go and implement these practices and develop these habits that have completely changed my life. So go and check out the journals, go and get yours today. um, And I appreciate you guys. Much love what up what up what up everybody welcome back to today's the day with zach anderson today we have none other than mr jay young himself jared thank you for being here brother i'm stoked hey it's good to be here i'm super excited excited to be here it's gonna be a lot of fun so um obviously connected through jay JY through vivant when he was a vp but real quick bio on him if you guys don't know who who jared is um he was born and raised in san pete county with um there were five siblings in his family so he's one of five grew up playing baseball um and you actually, we're going to dive into it in depth, but you got, you ended up getting cut eighth or ninth grade from baseball. So then you took up wrestling, um, throughout that whole time period, you were working in the dairy barn. Uh, you served a mission in Canada and then in 99, you joined the U S army. And then in 2001, there's a two year gap there where you were in the army or, or whatever had happened, started knocking in 2001 by 2008, you had 45,000 accounts in your downline. And then from there blew up, took off one of the VPs of sales at Vivint for a very, very long time. And now just an avid Pulse Chain fan, right? <laughs> absolutely dominating. <Yeah. laughs> um, so right. no, I'm absolutely excited. Yeah. Jared, Jared, in meeting you, you were like one of the most passionate, like resilient. There were so many qualities as I kind of watched you in, in the workspace, like that I've tried so hard to go and implement in myself and help my other people go and see and then implement in themselves. So I'm I'm so excited to go chop it up with you. But let's let's rewind because I'm excited for this. Even before we were just talking and you have so many stories. That was one of the best parts about when you'd present even at Vivant is you literally have stories to go with everything. Um, but I, I want to throw it way back and kind of go back to the very beginning. So sampete County, we okay. have, we have one other guest who was raised in Sampete County. Okay. You know exactly he, who that is. Yeah.
1: he's a good man. Very good. He's, man. he's a good man. He comes from the more affluent part of Sampete County.
0: Oh really? Yeah. So there was a, there was a fluent, there was, there was some
1: diversity there yeah, in Sampete County. Come, yeah. He's from the, you know, the more Northern part. <laughs> And you're Southern Pete County. Yeah, I'm I'm from the Southern part, you know? Okay, I like that. We're we're a little
0: bit more scrappy down there. (laughs) Okay, I'm sure you would agree with that, right? I'm hey, sure hey there's scrappers too. I love it. Yeah, I love it. So, awesome. so one of, well, yeah, he's, he's amazing. And that episode with him was phenomenal. If you haven't watched the episode with, with Kenny Cox, go and watch it. Um, so one of five siblings, what was growing up like when you were really young, Sam Pete County set, set that mood. What
1: was that like? Do you know what I, my dad's a coal miner. I I had an awesome childhood. Um, you know, I was the oldest of, of, uh, five. Um, so you know, with that, there's always a little bit of pressure to, you know, you want to be a good example. You want to my dad always talked to me about being a good example and setting the tone for, for the family. Yeah. Um, and, and it was low pressure, but I wanted, I, you know, I wanted my brothers and my family to be happy and succeed. So, you know, I was the oldest brother and with that, I can I think came, you know, a level of like, Hey, I've got to make things happen. Mm.
0: Absolutely. So you had that from very, very early on. You yeah. kind of had that pressure on your shoulders. What was having him be a coal miner? What was that like every day? He was home same time every single day. It was a pretty crazy schedule. Mom you know, was full-time at home. You know
1: what? Um, I'm glad you asked that. It, it really instilled work ethic in me. Mm. You know, whenever I think about, Oh, things are hard. Things are difficult. Oh man, I'm having a bad day. I, whenever I'm like feeling a bit bad from, we all go through those moments where we like, you have, you have a bad one, right? Yep. And uh, the thing that always comes to my mind is there's things you never get out of your mind as a child mm-hmm. or when you're growing up. And what I'll never get out of my mind is listening to my dad's boots walk across the upstairs floor. I slept in the basement at three 45 in the morning, knowing mm-hmm. that he was sick, knowing that he might be hurt. Those boots went across the floor and it was time to go to work. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there's, it's, he made it happen for the family. He had to put bread on the table and keep the, the keep some, ref- um, milk in the refrigerator. Right. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll never forget that. I'll always be grateful for the work ethic. My, my dad instilled in me.
0: That's amazing. That's really, really cool. And then as a kid, so you being the oldest, was that, always competition with the brothers and the family. Was that always sports? What was your, your day to day in that younger period of life before you started working and before you started doing everything else? You know
1: what, you know, brothers, you, 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 you wrestle a lot. You play a lot. Um, there's a lot of holes in the walls downstairs, uh, you know, kidney injuries, um, younger brothers peeing blood because, you know, he got body slammed, um, (laughs) the, the doc- that's some
0: Southern San P. County <laughs> stuff you know, right there. You know, um,
1: <laughs> the, the doctor, um, the, my, my physician, he always told my, my parents, he's like, you know, your son holds the record for stitches. You know, <laughs> anytime I came into the doctor's office, he's like, Oh, it's Jared again. I'll get this, you know, I'll get it ready. I, he just, I love it. You know?
0: So I just, it was awesome. Yeah. I, I loved it. And I, it makes so much sense. Like I, I love hearing that. And I've heard a lot of different stories about a little bit later in your life, but like, Every time I sit down, especially with someone that I know and that I'm friends with, it's like, holy crap, dude, like everything makes so much sense. It really does. You know what I'm saying? So, so there being, being a kid, um, just crazy hectic dad, dad instilled some really, 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 really key qualities in you. But then kind of moving on, at what point did you start working in the dairy barn? You know what?
1: I was, uh, 11, 11 years old and I wanted a pair of Reebok pumps really bad. Um, D Brown, you guys, I don't know if you guys remember the commercial with D Brown (laughs) pumping those things up, but I was like, man, I need those so bad. (laughs) I could freaking, I could go and dunk. Um, if I had those things on the uh, eight foot rims, um, (laughs) at the Gunnison Valley elementary school. And, uh, anyway, so I went, I, I, I went, uh, I started milking cows and with that freaking, uh, first paycheck, saved some money, got a second paycheck. And I got a pair of the, the Reebok pumps. Let's go. And uh, you know, I made it happen from there. I like yeah. I got my first taste of like, wow, I'm this is independent. Like I yeah. don't I don't need somebody to give me money. I can I can go earn my own money. Yeah. I can make it happen myself.
0: Yeah. Which is such a cool lesson that a lot of people, unfortunately, especially in, in like more fortunate upbringings, they don't really get to experience that until they're an adult. And I get to watch these a lot of kids come into that like blindsided by life. Like, Oh, everything's kind of been handed to me up until now. And it's actually a disservice in a way. Yeah, yeah. So that, that's really, really cool that, that you'd learn that. So then that walk me through this. So we were talking a little bit before you, you grew up obviously sports all over the place. Um, but baseball was one where it was like, you, you, you had liked baseball and then you love ended up getting baseball. Cut. So love,
1: from- love baseball. Uh, you know, baseball's a big deal where I grew up. Like you, it, it we're very competitive. Like we're, we're competing for a state title basically every year. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, we, we have athletes that, you know, perform really, really well. Um, we've had athletes go and perform, um, at the majors. Yep. So it, it, it literally, it's a, it's a big deal where I come from. And I'd always wanted to be on the baseball team and my grade was pretty competitive. There's, pr- there was about 15 of us. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I wasn't naive if th- I wasn't the best of the 15, I wasn't yeah. even, I wasn't even top five, but, uh, you know, they kept, they kept 12 mm. and, uh, my friends, everyone included knew where I, everyone knows where you stack up, right. Yeah. You know, where you stack up and sure. uh, I got cut. I'll never forget what it was like going, uh, to, uh, watch the results come out and you look on that list and you're looking for your name and you're seeing all these other names. And you start seeing names where you're like, oh my gosh, that guy can't even, I mean, I I kid you not like Zach, literally at tryouts. I, I, I swear to you on everything that at tryouts, I thought I hadn't made. I jumped into the batting cage. Um, the baseball coach, the assistant baseball coach that is, um, threw me five pitches. Mm -hmm. I lined them all back at him so hard that I couldn't have been, I couldn't have done better. Yeah. And he looks at me and says, young, jump out of the cage. You don't need this. Mm-hmm. That's how confident I was. I, I was making the team. And then what do you think played a part? Cause you were young, ninth grade, a hundred percent, you know, small town politics. Yeah. And at the time I hated it. And that's a slap in the face, especially it, at that yeah. age. Oh, absolutely. So hard to, to, this, to this day. I, I, I don't know if the head coach this day knows what I did in that batting cage. Yeah. Um, I, I believe he did. Cause he's a good guy. He's a really good guy. I still like him to this day. Yeah. Um, but, uh, the coach that threw me those five pitches, I'd love, I'd love to sit down with him and have a conversation. Hey, how's your life gone? (laughs) This is how my life's gone. Um, but, uh, you know, at the, at the end of the day, competitive to your core, um, you know what? There's a little competitive competition there. Yeah, absolutely. But you know what it did for me is I was like, you know, my dad gave me a foundation wrestling. I wrestled, you know, six or seven years and from preschool through grade school. Yeah. Um, I, I stopped doing it for a year or two. Cause I, I'm like, I'm going to be a freaking baseball. I'm just, this is all I want to do. Yeah. It's the funnest sport there is. I still believe it's the funnest sport. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's the, it's the most American sport out there. I mean, what's better than going to the freaking ball game on a, you know, Saturday and, and just, God, it's awesome. Nothing. Right. Some it's, big league chew Yeah. Heck yeah. Absolutely. It's Good awesome. Hot dog. So I, I, I focused on wrestling and, and I did it for one reason, one reason only. When I step in that circle I determine what I get to do or not get to do Yeah, by my performance. Yeah. If I want something, I can get it. If I don't like who's at, on the varsity spot at a certain bracket, I can take his spot. Yeah. Now, you know, a coach could try to like prevent that all he wants, but it's like, it's all you unwrestling. Everyone knows. So you, you yeah. really can't to the coach, you know? And So where did you get like,
0: Cause this there's, there's two ways you can view this as a ninth grader. And I would, I would be willing to say majority of ninth graders go and they have this unfair treatment or they don't, they don't make the team. It's like a a slap to the face. Then they just kind of quit. Yeah. Whereas you like even still use it as fuel to go and energize you in a different direction to go and progress yourself, which is insane. Like an insane perspective, especially at that age, as an adult, it makes a lot of sense. But at that age, it's like, how did, where did that come from? Like, you know, I think we all
1: have. At the end of the day, I think all of us is—it's just in our human DNA to want to improve. At least part of us, right? Yeah. Um. You know, there's times, honestly, where I regret not staying with it and going and trying out the next year. Yeah. And making sure that you know the head coach got a look. Yeah. Uh, maybe things would have been different. But you know, I have no regrets. I, 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 I milk cows every morning and night, five days a week. I was waking up at three a.m., getting back to school by eight was great for me because you know i might have been a little bit on the adhd spectrum so to speak <laughs> maybe maybe not it kept you, you a little bit dial you know in first grade I, I think they told me that they also told my mom and dad i was uh handicapped only they used the r word oh really yeah yeah miss brown told my mom and dad I was, how do you remember that did your parents repeat that to you or mom, did you my mom my mom and dad told me they let you know they're like hey miss brown thought you were you know the r word i'm like really she said it like that <laughs> So yeah. you had to go prove her wrong. Yeah, Well, I, I dude, my first my first grade was awesome. I was um, Mr. Harrips. I was Mr. Harrips special little helper the whole year. But I really? still remember him doing like tests on my ears and all that just cuz I had a lot of energy, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you know. So I They're think like, she, what's up with this kid. <laughs> I think she just wanted to get rid of me. That's amazing. You know what I mean? Like so I uh yeah. So I don't know. I I love my childhood. I love where I grew up. That's amazing. Um, but yeah, that's that's kind of.
0: A- I mean, that's that sounds amazing. Like, there's a few really big keys. First off, obviously, credit to yourself for kind of being mature in your age, where you viewed things in a really positive manner. And I think a lot of that probably comes from your parents, what you're expressing. Like, I think your parents probably. Kind of instilled that in you, which is so valuable as well. Oh, like, and and Mr. Harrop. I mean, I knew I was and Mr. I, mean, I, I knew I was special. There you go. I love <laughs> that. Know? I love that. So then, so then, then you get through high school. You you cut from the baseball team. You wrestled. You wrestle all the way through high school. I did. Yes. Okay. Good deal. Um, anything notable there? I, you know, I was I was really competitive.
1: Took region a few times. Uh, I I took uh, I placed really high in state quite a few times. Yeah. I lost my state championship my senior year by one point controversial call in the end and uh that that was hard that's another slap to the face you know what it it hurt bad zach yeah it hurt bad i believe that um but it one of the greatest gifts god gave me why do you say that um from that experience i just never wanted to ever lose by one ever again
0: (laughs) so what did you do what was the what was the alternative
1: then um on You're 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 gonna like think this is stupid, but like, dude, I I went into a massive depression. Like, Mm. I didn't even know if I wanted to live. Like, that was my life right after that loss. Yeah, I I just it was a a hard hard moment for me. Yeah, um, I don't even like talking about it honestly. Yeah, I don't even talk about it with hardly anybody. I can't believe I'm talking with you guys right now, but um, it was a hard hard moment. I went to a dark dark place. Um, luckily my coach pulled me aside. And, uh, he says, Hey, you, you, you you could go and do this for on, on a college level if you wanted to. Um, but you know, Jared, I want you to know that there's more important things in life than wrestling. Mm. And, uh, he's like, I think you're going to do some things in life that are, are awesome. Well, that is, I don't know, but, uh, you know, again, it's always great to have, um, good mentors. I think one of the most unappreciated public servants um, in life, um, even in our country, our coaches yeah, that, you know, sacrifice making a lot of money to, you know, help youth. Um, I think, I think they, it's just something I think that goes really unappreciated.
0: Yeah. hundred percent. That's big time. And yeah. that's probably exactly. I mean, yeah. Thank you for sharing because that's probably exactly what you needed to hear from him. Like, because yeah. you probably had so much identity wrapped into wrestling. Oh, yeah. Like, that was your it life. Was, yep, absolutely. So when that didn't work out, how you had practiced and worked for, yeah. especially to the point where it's a one point controversial call. Like, yeah. it could have gone either way. Yeah. I I worked hard, Zach.
1: Yeah. I mean, I was I put in the hours. Yeah. I put in the hours.
0: So dude, hats off to your coach for that. That's, yeah, that's like, yeah. that is amazing. So then a, as life progresses, then you go, you, you end up serving a two-year mission, a full-term mission, yeah. right? In Canada. Yeah. I
1: was in Canada. I was up in Alberta, um, British Columbia, Yep, just gorgeous, man. It was just an awesome time in my life where I could focus on helping other people yeah. and not myself. We did a lot of service up there. Um, British Columbia, if you've never been, British Columbia is gorgeous. Yeah. It's like, It just, the, uh, the energy there is just amazing. Yeah. Um, And I loved it. It was, it was, uh, it transformed my life for sure.
0: How so? Like what, what were some things that happened that were like, so, because missions for a lot of people end up being that like rite of passage Yeah, for a lot of people.
1: Yeah. You know, I'd like just like to take away the, like the religious component of it. Yeah. Um, I I could go on and on about how that helped shape my life. Yeah. But more than anything, I want to focus on the communication component. Mm -hmm. because for me, you got to understand I was this young kid from San Pete County, Utah that was scared to talk to people. Yeah. Um, I was scared to talk to people. Um, I was really good at communicating with animals. Like I, I, yeah, you don't think cows have metaverbals? You don't think cows give off signals. You don't Mm -hmm. think horses do like I, I learned, I learned how to read animals and the signals they were giving. Um, and they don't speak. But yeah. you, you, you learn to pick up on cues, right? Yeah. And my mission taught me how to communicate with people that I don't need to be afraid of being told no. Yeah. Oh no. Okay. I mean, I'm, i it, I literally learned how to communicate with people. That's awesome. And like at the end of the day, I never knew what a gift that was. Yeah. Right? That a higher power was given me.
0: In, right? in in the moment, did you realize how valuable that was? Heck no. Not at all. Ah. Uh, how what in the moment what was it like like it without without having the wisdom that you have now in the moment on your mission where you're just like oh dude this is freaking sick like um what no what was you, your you,
1: no you have you have good you have amazing days where you feel like you're having success and you're making a difference mm-hmm. and then just like life you have days where you're like what am i even doing here like <laughs> yeah like i'm not doing good for anybody yeah you know um i remember i i had a brother that was really really struggling Um, at the time, um, I'd found out that he had with some other friends, um, basically (laughs) he had been hot wiring four wheelers and, um, from the, from the local, um, four wheeler shop, there's only one in town and, uh, yeah, he was, uh, he was, he was helping. I, I don't know if the term borrow is fair. (laughs) Uh, <laughs> but my brother got. We you know, can use it. My brother, my brother got in a lot of trouble and had to go to detention. Mm. How old uh, was he? Uh, he was, he it, it was young. He was like fourteen. Um, and uh, I'm like, man, it, that hit me hard. Mm. I'm like, I should be home helping my family. Yeah, you know, and I, I shouldn't, I shouldn't be here. So yeah, you have, you have your, you have your good days and your bad days, right? Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it was a, it was an amazing experience. So you had that. I mean.
0: Uh, you you had that weight on your shoulders from super early on obviously being the oldest child you talked about at the beginning. Yeah. What was like the hard would you say that was the hardest part of your mission for you or what was like the hardest like truly cuz you mentioned a few things that sound pretty hard. You you were terrified to communicate to people and yeah. you had to go and do that every yeah, day on a absolutely. very controversial subject. Yeah. Where you typically aren't going to get the answer you want from someone. No. Or get treated the way you should be. Hopefully, in Canada, people
1: were amazing. But like Canadians are the awesomest people on the planet. The nicest people. They're amazing. So, what would you say was the hardest part? Um, I would say the hardest part was just being away from home.
0: Mm.
1: Being away from home. Um, being away from your your friends. Yeah. Um, Being being aware that you're not in uh, in an environment that is always comfortable. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean. Yeah. That's hard. When you go from being in a for comfortable to discomfort, that's hard. I don't care how tough you think you are over time. That's really hard. Yeah. And you've got it. You got to be aware of that.
0: So th- that, that was perfect. The reason I asked that is because typically when people are going through this, this really transformational phase in life, the hardest part about it, becomes something that they realize they got the most growth from and they continue to do that. Right. So you just said the hardest part about your mission was being away from your family and your friends and in a yeah. really uncomfortable new situation. And then that's kind of what your career from at least 2001 until multiple, multiple years later, over a decade later, that's what it consisted of
1: entirely <laughs> crazy. Like just, isn't
0: it? Isn't that weird? That is so crazy. Right. So, so blows my mind when it, I think about it.
1: It's really cool. Yeah. Okay. So
0: then you get back from your mission. What year was it when you got back from your mission? I got
1: back in 99. Got
0: back. That was yeah. when I was born, by yeah, the way. I'm, I'm,
1: I'm a little bit of an old man, right?
0: No, not that old. Yeah. I'm young. I'm like a baby.
1: I'm like 44 now. It's crazy. <laughs> you still seem like you're 20. I, That's wife, what matters. My wife tells me I act like I'm 20.
0: That's perfect. <laughs> as you should, as you should, I would yeah. hang out with you over most 20 year olds. So I'll, I'll take that. I'd like that. to have a good time. Absolutely. So then, you get back and then that was when your army experience yep. started yeah you How know what happened
1: um so i came back off the mish um i needed money and i need money now mm-hmm. and i'm in Sanpete county utah um i don't have a lot of options uh really my only mentor in my life at the time was uh my uncle and he 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 was in the military he's in the army and uh he was um a lieutenant at the time mm-hmm. And he told me, he's like, Hey, look, they'll pay for your school. They'll do this. It's a great pathway. And by the way, when you go and apply for whether you want to be a, you know, like a doctor or a dentist or a farm, whatever you want to do, um, it looks great on your resume. Plus you're serving your country and you'll learn some awesome things. Yeah. And, um, and I didn't really value that. Yeah. Like I do now. Yeah. Yeah. But I, in the I, moment, you're like, I need money. I, I, I straight up. Yep. I need money and I need money right now. I got to get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> I, I i got, I've got to somehow get out of this place and, and progress in life. Like I yeah. love it here, but I've, I've got to do something and <laughs> I can't go to dad and mom and say, stroke a check. Cause they're just trying to make it as it is. Right. Yep. So I, yeah, I joined the army as a, as a 91 Quebec and uh, you know, and off I went to basic training at Fort Benning, Georgia which is where the Rangers go, the infantry goes. Yep. And, uh, yeah, yeah. there we go. I yeah, like it was, that. It, so was, it was hardcore. I believe that. So was that a two year spurt that you were in the army? Yeah, it was basically two years, um, with my training and everything. I was like, it was like 15 months straight. And what was your
0: experience when you were over there? Cause I had a buddy who went to Ranger school and like, yeah. I, I can't even fathom, and I read the books where they talk about Ranger School, and I forget what their Hell Week is, but yeah. whatever it's called. You I'm know like what?
1: what I'll world. never forget the first morning being woke up early to someone. I was unlucky enough to pick the bed close to the door. <laughs> Didn't think that I could be deal, and someone walked in and kicked that dang bed, and I was so tired from the night before. Like I got to bed at like midnight thirty, yeah, and it's like four forty five, and someone's kicking my bed and just screaming at me. <laughs> And I'm like, where the hell am I? Like, and then I'm like, what the f- did I do? Like WTF? Like literally, what did I do? Like I've made a huge mistake. Yeah. Like I don't. <laughs> and uh, anyway, yeah, like, you know, and then you just kick into this grind mode. Yeah. And you know, long story short, like I, I didn't mind basic because I, it, I, ex- I excelled physically. I, ex- I obviously I'm a redneck, so I know how to shoot. <laughs> you know. You can shoot just fine. I, I and I did did I definitely did well at that. Yeah. And at the end of the day, you know, I had my drill sergeants, um, they they were basically like, Hey, you need to you need to switch things up here. Like you need to be going and doing um, you know, some this is Some we hands-on can, stuff. We can help you get to Ranger School. This is what you need to do. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, and again, they were just being mentors. Um, and I, again, I, I, I love those guys too. They yeah. were They were. It's funny how you love the people. They're the that, hardest on you. They're the hardest on you. Um, they were the hardest on you, and I love them. Yeah. Well, it's probably because you get so much
0: growth, and yeah. in the moment you don't realize it. Like in the moment, yeah. you probably hated those people at certain yeah. points too. Yeah. you are like, f this guy,
1: yeah. like. Yeah, I don't want like I, I, I didn't I hate, hate them. I just thought two of them were freaking crazy. Yeah, and you then, know what I mean. I, like literally, hides. I'm I'm like you know crazy, like like private. Do you know what it freaking smells like when your buddy's dead, lying next to you, and you're like, oh my <laughs> crap, and I'm like, whoa, you. you, you you need help.
0: Yeah. (laughs) That's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. Right. So you're two years in the army. You obviously, I mean, you excelled and it sounds like you probably were better conditioned for that than most
1: people in your class. I, you you know, I was stoked to, I actually started having thoughts like, Hey, I can do this for more than what I've initially signed up for. Yeah. Like I can go in, I can be, I can become a military, you know, um, I wasn't going to be a doctor, but I could be a pharmacist. Like there's the military is an amazing path. And I, you know, again, we live in a really controversial society, Mm -hmm. but at the end of the day, like we're all American. And I believe one of the best things that our society could do would be to encourage more youth to go into the military. Even if it's just a two year service, yeah, because it's hard. um, And it teaches you appreciation for the things you just take for granted for sure. And that's one of the biggest thing I think as society we lack right now is we just don't appreciate how good we have it. So we just fight with each other. Yeah. You know Um. anyway, I, I, I'll jump off that, but
0: no, I love that. I, I, I'm, I love I'm going that.
1: along and I'm stoked to be doing this. And I'm out one more, I get bit by a Brown recluse spider. Uh, I was actually in, in Southern Texas when I got, this okay, happened, good deal. Supposedly. And uh, anyway, this thing put me in the hospital. Because I got bit and it's early in the morning I didn't know what had bit me um and I just kept going and I went and did a hard round of PT I went and ran like three miles hard and mm-hmm. um, and did some some really physical exercises and dude I pumped this crap through my you just
0: pumped the poison through your I, body yeah
1: and anyway, <laughs> I get to the chow hall and Zod, I, I kid you not my, my, one of the sergeants looks at my arms like, what the hell happened to you? <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know something bit me. And he's like, and you didn't say anything anyway, they sent me to the hospital and dude, I'm, I'm all of a sudden I'm a science experiment.
0: Oh bro. And what I, were you thinking in that
1: moment? Where I, you're like, Holy I, well, shit. I, my arms just swollen yeah. big time. And you know, they're like, they don't know for sure what's bit me at the time. And I knew it wasn't good when, because this is the military. So I'm at school, but so are a lot of the, a lot of these doctors are in training or they're yeah. just doing the residency. Right. Yeah. And so the major comes out, I see his rank. So I know he's like been a doctor for a long time and he's looking at it and he's looking over at the students. He's like, you know, what would be nice if he had been bit by a rattlesnake, we would know how to treat this.
0: Yeah. So he was saying it would have been good if you had been, yeah. I
1: just copy that. Right. Like if I'd been bit by a rattlesnake, this would be better. Oh, gosh. (laughs) So anyway, and uh, yeah, I was in the hospital for like a month and uh, it, it, it racked me hard and they didn't know what was up with me. Yeah. And so from there, I ended up coming back to Utah and I came to a hospital back here Mm. and I went back and I ended up getting attached to an army reserve unit here in Utah. Mm.
0: And that's it, kind of what brought you back. Full, that's what, like it's all full circle. It obviously. Brought,
1: it, dude, it brought me back,
0: brought you back. And yeah. this was around 2000, 2001. Yeah.
1: 2000, 2001. And um, yeah, 2000. And uh, while I'm back, I have some buddies that had gone out the summer before and they installed security systems. You know, oh, again, mm-hmm. where I come from, very blue collar. Most of my buddies, well, all my buddies, they were installers, aka technicians, and they were really good at it. Yeah, and they made great money. I remember hearing that they made, one of them made fifteen grand in four months installing security systems. Yeah, I was like, sign me up for that crap. Where? <laughs> sign me up. Yeah, you know. Um, and so I signed up to be a technician.
0: That's amazing. That All was right.
1: two thousand one. Yeah, I signed up to be a technician. Casey Anderson. That name rings any bells? Absolutely. Casey's my guy, so he makes fun of how I dress still every day. I I owe Casey a four wheeler or something. I think you should get him one. I think you or
0: or just go support his son in his wrestling tournaments. Yeah, you know that. Yeah,
1: I can do that. Yeah. You you know why I owe him it? Why? Because Casey let me go. Casey fired you. I I don't like to use that term.
0: Casey let you go. (laughs) Casey 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 cut ties (laughs) with you as a tech. What did you? What happened? Well,
1: in Casey's defense, they had too many technicians and not enough salespeople. Mm. And so I was one of the last techs to um, join the team. And if I'm being real, my last name wasn't Anderson. I think that that had something to do with it. That might, that might, have maybe a little, of politics. a little bit. I don't know. Politics <laughs> have
0: been serving you well. These politics so, that seem yeah, negative so, have been serving you well so, since the so, beginning. So uh,
1: anyway, Casey had to let me go and he told me I couldn't be a technician. And, uh, but he had a friend that managed a team and uh anyway my this friend uh, his friend was his name was jeremy Miner. Mm. and by the way jeremy awesome guy awesome sales guy he does some amazing sales training if anyone wants some good sales training but uh you know jeremy had been a manager the year before and like made almost six figures yeah and so casey introduced me to him um went and met with jeremy um was a little bit off my a game i'd i'd some pizza spilled a little bit of pizza on my white shirt walked into his office and, and he's like i see why casey let you go well you know <laughs> i just wasn't it wasn't my lucky day at yeah. the time yeah because uh Jeremy had just filled the last spot on his team. No way! <laughs> yeah, shut but, up. <laughs> yeah.
0: You couldn't get hired as a sales rep. Well, he, so then, so what did you well, do? Well, it's not.
1: It wasn't that I couldn't get hired. It's just his team was full. <laughs> that's what he told you. <laughs> yeah, that's what he told you. Pete <laughs> <You know>, stain. <laughs> yeah. I was just like, hey man, I'd love to have you. And uh, you know what? What really bothered me is like m- my favorite mission comp. You know, yeah. Uh, Rasmussen. Rasmussen had just joined the team. I'm like, oh, this is just stars are aligning. Yeah. Uh, and Ras Raskin was like, Hey dude, you coming with us to Min, you know, Minnesota. And I'm like, I wanted to, but I, I guess the team's full. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> so what did you do? <laughs> um, I walked out and I told Casey and uh, Casey's like, he said he oh his team's full. He paused for a little, I was like, Hey, I've got another friend. So he introduced me to this other friend and, uh, his name was Kelly Walker. And uh, I'll always be grateful. Kelly gave me a chance and it turned out to be my lucky day Yeah, because um, Kelly had only one spot left on his team (laughs) and he gave it to me.
0: This needs to start getting used more. (laughs) This last spot thing needs to start getting used more.
1: He had one spot left on the team and I was given that spot. Let's go. And I, and so I, I was grateful for that.
0: So that was a start to your, your door knocking career. That starts my
1: door knocking career in Omaha, Nebraska. And that's heavily shaped your life and given you a
0: platform to go and do so much for so many other people, including yeah, me. So ab-
1: Absolutely. It was, it was beyond life shaping.
0: I love that. So first summer then, cause this story is always a fun one. Okay. First summer. You for everybody. Out, it's always fun. Everybody. And it's always different too. Yeah. So first summer you went out, what was your market again? I was in Omaha, Nebraska, Omaha, Omaha, yeah. Nebraska. Yeah. You got out there. If you remember what you'd said on your mission, talking to people was terrifying in yeah. general. You yeah. went and developed that. And that's now why you say it's so valuable, obviously yeah. Yeah. like putting the, the pieces together, but yeah. you went out, you're now knocking on doors, full commission job, yeah. no money.
1: If you don't sell. Yep. No money. If you don't sell. And what was that like? Uh, it was terrifying. Um, I remember uh, before I went out, I almost didn't go because it seemed so safe to not go and just have a job right. And, um, at the time I didn't know what having a job really meant. Um, but I thought a job was safety. Um, I couldn't have been more wrong. Right. But yeah. that's, what, that's what I thought. Yeah. Um, and I almost didn't go. And, uh, I drove home from snow college one night to tell my dad what I was doing. And, uh, my dad gave me pr- some of the best, probably dad advice, fatherly advice, whatever you want to call it. He could have yeah. given me, um, he was working on his 72, uh, GMC truck, told him I needed to talk to him. He's like, yeah, go ahead. I'm like, no dad, come and talk to, you know, and he comes out up from underneath the truck, you know, and he's got his blue, you know, mechanic suit on that he's been. And he was like, you know, cleaning off his hands and he's like, what do you do? What do you think? And I'm like, dad, I'm going to go sell alarm systems for the summer. And he's like, you are, he's like, have you told your mom? I'm like, no. He's like, okay. And I'm like, what do you think, dad? And he's like, well, Why are you going to do it? I'm like, dad, I can make 17 grand in four months. I can pay for my school. I can pay my car off. Um, and I can have a little bit of savings. It'd feel really nice. Um, I've looked at, uh, you know, the company. I've talked to, I've interviewed a lot of the guys that went out last year. They made good money. They got paid and, uh, I, I think I can do this. And he's like, well, what, what do you think you'll make? I'm like, dad, I think I can make 20 grand in four months. He's like, wow. And I'm like, well, dad, what do you, what do you think? Cause it's risky, dad. I don't get paid if I don't sell. And he's yeah. my dad. And this is where his, the best advice he's ever given me came in. he says, son, you've never been the worst at anything you've done in life. You've always found a way to be competitive. And this sounds like a really good thing for you. And he's like, go try it out for a month. What do you have to lose? He says that job you're worried about. He's like, that'll always be here. Mm-hmm. He's like, He's like, but no matter what happens, you're going to learn a lot this next month. Mm. And, uh, anyway, best way to approach it. Yeah. Like best way. That's that's nothing to lose everything to gain mentality. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, yeah, that's kind of what started me off.
0: So then you get out there, right. You're knocking. What was your initial experience with it? Did you just click off the bat? Did you have a heart? Like, what was that experience? Uh, My
1: first day I sold two. So different from mine. Yeah. My first day I sold two. (laughs) Now I didn't like. Neither of them got installed. I went back to the office and I was celebrating my success and all my, my homies back at the office. All my buddies told me, Hey, um, let me educate you. You don't get paid unless the job gets installed. Why didn't you install it? And I'm like, Oh, these are solid. And, uh, they're like, well, when are they getting installed? I'm like next week. (laughs) (laughs) So solid, (laughs) so solid. And, uh, anyway, uh, I felt really good about it. Yeah. And they both got installed the next week.
0: Oh, did they (laughs) there? Okay. So you are the anomaly.
1: I I, like, like literally my first year, Zach, like it was, it was awesome. I never went more than like two or three days where I didn't get a sale. Actually. I don't think I ever went more than two days to roll that again one. I was not good, but I worked hard from the military. I picked up this mentality that was basically just such a grind Make it happen mentality, which was, yeah. you know, lead, follow, or get the freak. I'll use the word freak for your viewers, um, out of the way. Yeah, and that uh, was just it's no excuses. You're a hundred percent accountable for what you do or don't do, and uh, you know, from the mish, I picked up on how to communicate. And I was not a good salesperson, but I found out I just found a way to sell one every day. Yeah, and uh, you know, I had some bagels in there, you know, but. I finished the summer with, again, this is nothing crazy, but I finished the summer. I, I got paid on a, a funded on 125 accounts, mm-hmm. you know, as a rookie. So, um, I made it happen and I started noticing that I started to get better. So what did you, and what did you make that first year then? On I made uh, 42 G's. So double what you even thought would have been it, amazing. To it was, make. it was life-changing for me. Yeah. I, I can't even explain the feeling. Yeah. Driving home from Omaha, Nebraska. Um, I remember really well, like it was yesterday. I, I, my car got broken into the night before. Mm-hmm. My red Dodge Neon, and uh, my CD player got stole, and all my CDs. We had CDs back then. Yeah, and uh, I would, I, it, it, it sucked. But I, I, I knew I had a good paycheck coming, so I drove down to the Walmart, bought me a Sony uh, Discman, and Lincoln Park had just came out with the the sweetest album ever that they'd ever released. <laughs> And <laughs> that was your drive home album. I, I'm like with my headphones on, driving home. And I was so stoked after my last day that I did what I hope no one does. I I I, I picked I left at like eleven PM and mm. I was so stoked to go home and uh tell my friends and the people I love that I see him again, mm-hmm. you know, but also like, hey, I I, I did it. I did it. Yeah, and uh, my grandpa that's passed away he he was on the way on the I seventy in Salina, Utah. So stoked to see him. I wanted to make it to his house. Mm-hmm. And my plan was I was gonna fall asleep at his house, take a nap, and I made it past Denver. And you know how when you get past Denver and you start going up the mountain, how it's gorgeous. Oh yeah. I like I started I started fading. I caught myself a couple times. Yeah, and I had to pull off the side of the road, and I remember pulling off the side of the road and just laying on the hillside and passing out for like four hours. And then, I got up and I drove home and it, but
0: you're high on this, like euphoric, like I've I've done that exact drive. uh, And the only reason I stayed awake through, through, it was after my second year. The only reason I stayed awake through Denver, I was bawling for probably four hours straight windows down, had been driving from little rock, Arkansas. So I was like 20 some out hours in bawling for no reason either. I was just crying because I think I was delusional because I was so tired. But yeah. Yeah. But, but also you've just done something so
1: hard. Yeah. And for me, Again, I just made more money than most people I knew made in a year. Yeah. And it was powerful. It was a life-changing event where I was like, I really am the master of my destiny. Yeah. I, with my two hands, my work ethic and the knowledge that I've gained from other life experiences, I can write my own paycheck. I don't need to depend on anyone. It was, yeah, it was amazing. Gr- so cool. Such an awesome experience. And I'll always be grateful for that little company that I work for door to door. Um, they paid me. Yeah. They paid me every penny they owed me. Yeah. And, uh, they weren't a very big company. So, you know, and it's hard to manage companies. Uh, that company ended up not staying in business. Yeah. But I'll be so grateful that the owners paid me. Yeah. You know,
0: absolutely. That's, I mean, dude, that's so cool. And I, I know, like that exact moment you're describing the like guy, I, I literally, that yeah. takes me, that gives me chills. Cause it gives me flashbacks, to that exact same drive. Yeah. And anyone who's driven home from out in the South or anywhere over that direction, you always take the the Colorado way. Cause it's prettier. Yep. If you go up through the North, it's just, oh. it's just ugly. Yep. Right. You oh, always yeah. go through Colorado, especially if it's your way home. because especially,
1: especially if you're heading back to San Pete County. Yeah, there yeah, Exactly. If you're going <laughs> yeah. to San
0: Pete County too. Yeah. Right. And yeah. it, that feeling is just indescribable. Like, oh, it's awesome. Truly. It's, it's unreal. So, yeah. Then your career from there. So you went and you had honestly a phenomenal first year. It was more life-changing than anything. You now have a new lens to look at life yep. through. Right. Um, and then as time went on, how did you end up at apex or Bivin when you did that? What
1: year was that? And then what was that? It, you know what? I, I, um I didn't want to be, everyone's like, well, when did you get into management? I'm like, I didn't want to get into management. Mm, I wanted to be a pharmacist. I still was drilling with my army unit for the, you know, I, you know, I needed to do another, um, six years, I believe it was, um, I was drilling with my army unit. Yeah. Um, and I wanted to be a pharmacist. I, that was my goal. I, I didn't, I wanted to get my degree. Yeah. And so door to door was a means to my end. Yeah. Um, and my dream was to be a pharmacist, make six figures a year and work four days a week. Yeah. Never be on call. Um. And never, you know, have to work extra hours. I'm just, I'm, I'm going to live a good life. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And uh, anyway, I, it, after two or three years of, of just doing, I became a trainer, which Mm -hmm. was awesome. I'd get on an airplane, uh, land in the morning, jump off, go knock doors with new guys every, every day, sell three or four accounts, jump on a plane. Now head to Detroit, jump on a plane, head to Charlotte, jump on a plane, head into New York, head, jump on a plane, head. Like I. And that I, it sharpened my, it sharpened my skill set because I, all of a sudden now in a day's notice, I had to know how to like communicate to different types of people. Yeah. Right. Cause I, I can promise you how you would um, present to somebody in Philadelphia is a hell of a lot different than how you're going to present to somebody in Arkansas. Yeah. absolutely. Now both markets are amazing. Yep. But it's a different presentation and you need to be dialed. Yeah. You need to know how to communicate. You need to know how to pick up on those meta mm-hmm. Okay. And, uh, anyway, it really sharpened my sword. I didn't, again, I did this. I was a trainer cause I did not want to manage.
0: You're like I, avoiding it. You're I like- I was
1: avoiding it. So anyway, uh, the company I was working for at the time, they, they went through some changes, which forced me to go through some changes. And I bumped into Todd Peterson, um, at the, uh, the gold's gym. And, uh, you know, um, Guess you could say the rest was history for me.
0: (laughs) I would say that's such a. I mean, dude, talk about like those serendipitous moments or those like those just like moments that were kind of placed in your life for a reason. You know what I'm talking about? If you ever do the Tony Robbins priming, they talk about that, like those moments that were just so not planned that ended up changing the whole trajectory of your life. And that's it right there. So you met Todd Peterson. What was that first? First interaction with TP I mean, at Voss. Oh, I'm, I'm
1: like, I'm I'm wearing my company swag, mm-hmm. and of course he's wearing his company swag, and he's got a really sweet flat brim hat on, and uh, <laughs> you know, and TP uh, trucker, and uh, he's over there. He he done some bench press, and I'm moving weights. So he's like, hey, you you sold for that company? I'm like, yeah. And he's like, oh okay. He's like, yeah. I, I'm I'm I uh, I own Apex. I'm like, oh Apex, nice. I'm like, you guys had a good year. He's like, yeah, we had a really good year. I'm like. Yeah, we actually beat you if I'm if I'm right. Yeah, <laughs> and Todd's, Todd, that competitive side. Todd, competitive Todd's competitive. He doesn't like. And anyway, he's like, "Oh, how did you do?" And I'm like, "I did okay." And he's like, "Well, how did you do?" And I'm like, "I sold 330." He's like, "You did?" He's like, "And anyway, we started going from there." And um, any, it was, it you know, if I I that, that, I didn't want to work with him for first. I thought yeah. he was he was just too like, um, old. He was just really bold mm. you know what I'm, i was he was really bold, but he was so um smooth that like put my put me on my sales guard, if you know what I'm saying oh a hundred percent but but at the same time, I knew there was something to him I knew there was some, something in me was like, hey, you need to get to know him better, yeah. yeah and then how did you come around like what made you come around to him? um I was forced to come around, <laughs> and uh you know at the end of the day, i just business is hard, yeah. And, uh, the, there was a lot of companies that year that had to make some really hard decisions and people didn't get paid. Not just at the company. I, all the companies in the Valley, people weren't getting paid. Yeah. There was one company that paid their people what they felt like they were owed. There was only one company that I could find where I, I wasn't finding these stories. And guess what the name of that company was? Apex. Todd Peterson's company. Yep. And, uh, again, I'm not the smartest knife in the drawer cause I'm from San Pete County. South side, South part of it. But, um, I want to, I want to know where I'm going to get paid because I've been so lucky that I'd always been paid before. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize I was lucky until I looked around. I'm like, well, wait a minute. People aren't getting paid. People aren't getting paid. Yeah. And so what, what a lot of guys don't understand um, people in the industry is Todd, Todd builded, a, um, a dynasty because of his integrity. Mm-hmm. People knew they could trust him. And I, and I knew that, um, I knew he was really competitive, <laughs> <laughs> but that's okay. I was competitive. Yeah. Um, but I knew he had integrity and, uh, anyway, that's, that's, and I came over and I was so put off by what happened in the industry. They wanted me to manage and guess what? I didn't want to, I just want to sell,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but I came over and all of a sudden I had friends in the industry. Hey, I want to come over and work with you. Okay. Well, and that turned into me running a team. Yeah. And uh, all of a sudden that team turned into, you know, a couple of roommates that wanted to run teams. Yeah. And now it's like, well, okay, I guess, I guess I'm running a team and I'm running, you know, four offices as well. Yeah. And uh, we went out and we had a very good year. We had offices set new industry records and guess the most important thing happened. Mm. We got paid. And from there it was, it was just game on game on. So,
0: then you ran it up. I mean, but within within seven years of being in the industry, you ended up managing or overseeing 45,000 accounts. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's record time, record accounts.
1: Like, yeah. yeah, I was growing so fast, Zach. And I, and I say I, I, this is a we moment. Um, we, as a company, were growing so fast. Our groups were growing so fast that, like, literally, I just had to shed, I had to shed off awesome leaders. Yeah. Not even by choice. Like, it just had to happen. Like, a, a, a Jason Brown. He goes on to run alchemy that's doing 50, 60,000 accounts a year. Yeah. You know, Bo Gardner. Uh, he's my roommate. Still, still a good friend of mine to this day. Both of these guys. Um, he, he shed off and he, he goes and teams up with some other big names, Casey Ba, Jeff Mendez. And, and they're one of running one of the strongest. I mean, any of our groups would have been the biggest company anywhere else. Mm-hmm. And um, we're all rolling at one company with one objective and one dream and it was just it was awesome yeah, I loved
0: it That's that's that yeah. is it like when you guys were running stuff was when I first got into, so fast okay. forward way, way, way farther along the, yeah. the road. 2017 okay. is when okay. I started. Okay. And that's when you guys were running things. And I yeah. also got to go and see the divisional split where different VPs are running yeah. different divisions. Yep. And I got to see that different cultures, different cultures, different. Cultures, yeah. different yeah. yeah. Just totally different. And yeah. so I feel like I've gotten to see a little bit yeah. of the progression uh, yeah. other than the early stages. Yeah. And like, seriously, that was, it was, that was like the secret weapon. Like, was always the people like you have the right people. Yeah. You're going to win Yep, hundred percent. That, that, that's if there's anything I learned from watching you guys and being mentored by Casey and also by you and Cody, yep. And everybody, right? Jeff, Bodie, like seriously yeah. was if you have the right people yeah. in your corner, you don't lose.
1: Yeah, hundred hundred percent. Like I I was really fortunate I had some amazing partners along the way, you know. Um, names that you've mentioned, you know, name you did Cody Babel, an amazing partner, Mark France, an amazing partner. Um all of these, and, and what's awesome is I'm I'm great friends with all these people till still to this day. Yeah. What you think about it when you're partners with somebody for a really? Long it's time, hard. Yeah. It's you, really you hard. Have some you have some hard moments. I'm like, man, I, I, I guess I just I got lucky. Yeah. Because I had I had awesome partners. Yeah. I just I really did. Yeah. Um. All of them were different, but I was able to learn from all of them in different ways. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. So dude, you're, I mean, obviously your life is so freaking remarkable and kind of the point of the podcast and and the goal is like, obviously, you know, you're inspiring and like, you're obviously very humble about it, but you know, you're inspiring. What you've done is inspiring. And my goal is to go and show everyone how you're relatable. Like if you can relate and inspire is when you go and invoke change in someone. Right. And, and truly like your life is such a it's so cool. It's so fun to hear about. And I have such a good time. Um, But obviously there's a ton of ups and downs and everything like that. So one thing that, that helps a ton to go and put on the lens of like, Oh, Jay young is just like everybody else. He has these things that happen. Like you've mentioned a couple of things before we started recording, but what, what would you say if you were to go and pinpoint a few things that were just some, some lows of lows along the way where it's like, regardless of this plane where everything's going amazing at work and money and financially, like either internally or within the family or whatever it may be, yeah. there were things happening What, if you don't mind sharing, like
1: what were some you, of those, you know, windows? I, uh, God, I'll get a little bit vulnerable with you. Cause I want to be real with, I want to be real with you. Um, along the way life, life happens to all of us, but I, there was three, three moments along the way that like, really, I, I felt like a complete failure. Um, first moment, um, my, my, one of my younger brothers committed suicide. And so if you, if anyone's gone through that, like you feel as a family member, you feel like you've failed them. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it, it's, it's, it's heartbreaking. It's hard. Um, suicide's real. Um, if you haven't dealt with it, odds are in this life, you're going to have to, um, in, in one way or the other. Um, and, uh, it hurt, it hurt really bad. And I felt like I'd let my brother down. And it felt like I failed,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, fast forward two more years. Um, and, uh, my, my second brother, um, he, he actually died from alcohol poisoning with a, a new medication that he was taking. Um, you know, you, he's a 26 year old and, you know, he occasionally pounds the Jack D or whatever. And he had a, a drug uh, called clonopin that he was prescribed and he was taking it the right way. I want to add. Yeah. But it came with a very strict, do not drink with alcohol warning. And they found him and his, is my youngest brother and probably one of my best friends. Um, he, he, he looked just like me only we had black hair. Like it was beyond obvious. This is my little brother. Like we were that close. Mm-hmm. We go up on the mountain, um, do anything together. He goes one way. I go the other. We just know where we're going to be. Like we were that connected. Mm-hmm. Right. And, uh, anyway, he passed away because of this, uh, drug, uh, alcohol combo. Um, they found him one morning. They said, basically they told him that his liver shut down. Mm. Um, and in that was rough, felt like a failure. Um, you know, along the way, it, you know, Vivint was an amazing experience, but apex and Vivent, we had our challenges too. You know, I remember one, one, one specific meeting where, um, I could tell that, we were going through a really hard time financially and um, Todd had came to all of us and was like, Hey, I need you to close offices. And I'm like, what close offices? What do you mean? He's like, look, you see what's going on. We're going through a recession. I'm always going to be honest with you guys. You guys need to close some offices. Jared, you can only do 28,000 accounts next year. I'm like, what? I just did almost double that this year. Like, I don't want to let any of my buddies go. What am I going to do? Okay. Mm-hmm. I guess I can just keep my most loyal guys and we'll tread through this moment. And uh, it was a bad day. Um, <laughs> I remember going home after that day and uh, my wife, it uh, came to me and she had just like awesome, awesome news. <laughs> and um, she, you know, and you guys can guess what the news is. She's, she's pregnant. She's pregos and she's going to tell me. And, uh, <laughs> I I reacted like no man should ever react when, um, his, his, uh, the love of his life or significant other or wife delivers that type of news. You know, Mm -hmm. I just, I just was like, Hey honey, how did you let this? Uh, I I'll just tell you, I'm like, how could you let this happen? We're going through a really hard time. Um, I don't even know if I'm going to have a job in six months, everything we've worked for, I think we're going to lose. Um, you know, we, I, mm. I participated in this equity pool that Todd set up. They called it L tip
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I'm like, I'm going to lose all of that. And I'm like, I think I'm gonna have to go back to school. Like Holly, how could you let this happen? And you know, my wife's like, uh, excuse me, you're the one that made this happen. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. And, uh, anyway, <laughs> you in your place. Yeah. You you know, I'm glad she did. But yeah. at the end of the day, like, that's not how you should react when you delivered that amazing news. And, you know, I, I, uh, that uh, we had a little girl in, and guess what? I named that little girl. What face. I love and that. And she's the most amazing. I love She's that. just, she's so beautiful. She's so amazing. And uh yeah, you just life comes. And you know, that was 2011 that happened. Mm-hmm. We, we were, we felt like we were losing everything, Zach. Yeah. Like everything I'd worked for, for the last eight years to build. Yeah. We were losing it all. Which is insane. You so- know, my question for you
0: on those, and thank you for sharing, because it's, it's it's super powerful and it's super relatable to a lot of people. And it's like, mm. so so my question for you then is, those are three things that are like life-ending type situation where it's like, holy crap, now what type yeah. things, right? Yeah. And when you're in them, there doesn't seem to be any way out. But yeah. when you've been through them and you've survived them and you've thrived through yeah. them, you can look back and be like, okay, that makes sense. What advice would you have to somebody either that's going to end up in one of those? Because everybody will. You will, yeah. Right. Or that's in one currently where it's like, no, like you just, what what would your advice be for someone to go and not only get through that, but go and thrive through it?
1: The same advice I give to someone that's knocking doors, having a bad day. Keep knocking. (laughs) You you can't fail unless you quit. That's the secret of life right there. Like you, it is not in your genetic DNA to be a failure. Think about where you come from. Mm. The only way you fail is if you quit trying. Mm. and um we kept trying um we got through those moments i still feel like a failure some if i'm being real with you there's still moments where i'm like yeah i i'm a failure in x y or z but you just Mm. keep going right yep you keep you keep going you know um you know you fast forward with with where we were at vivant one year and blackstone bought the company for 2.2 billion dollars that l tip was a little It It was was good. It was a good day. It was a good day for a lot of us. Um, But we were that close. It's like literally the, the last door. Yep, you know, <laughs> it's like the last door.
0: Exactly, I love, yeah. dude. That that that's like perfect, perfect advice, and for, for everyone who does listen, that's amazing. Obviously, time literally flies when we're on this thing, no dude. Way I,
1: no way we've been talking
0: for this long. I'm not kidding. Yeah, I'm that's just, why I, I make them put the clock up so I don't forget. because yeah, I, I'm I just chilling keep, over here. Exactly, bro. So I want to be super respectful of your time, everybody else's time. So, yeah. like, kind of a final question, but again, like, dude, thank you so much. Like, this is this is so good, and this is like everything everyone's hearing this is a big reason why i freaking love you and why like i hold you on this pedestal of like dude i want to be like type thing right so and i'm so glad to have it recorded because that's the point of this podcast frankly um so the name of the podcast to wrap this thing up um and we're going to have to do a part two because we're going to have way more stories to go crack through. There's even stories I know that we haven't even touched on right now. Um, But but the, the name of the podcast is Today's the Day. And the reason for that is because a long time ago, I, I was lucky enough to kind of go and develop like a mantra of like, today's the day. Huh. Like, this is all you've got. Yesterday, yep. you can't go and change. Nope, Tomorrow might not even come. So like, today's the day. Like, this is what you've got. Make it happen. Exactly. So we're very, very, when, when we bring people on, we want to bring people on who kind of embody that and live that. So my question for you is how could you go and help somebody else approach life with that lens or that perspective of, Hey, today's the day. What advice would you have there? Or what has kind of
1: helped you see life that way? You know, my, I just believe everyone has more potential than they believe they have. You know, especially I've been, I was so lucky for so long to work in an industry where I got to mentor or coach young individuals, um, young, 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 uh, women, young men, um, from all types of backgrounds. Mm. Um, Outer city, in your inner city. Um, and I just love what we all did the door to door because it's a great equalizer, right? Mm. And today is the day, like you can make it happen today. What happened to you yesterday doesn't matter. Yeah. You get to decide what happens today. And my advice would just be is like, Hey, you have more potential than you have any idea of. Like if you, I go through my life and I could go back in time and grab myself as my fir- a first year rep, I'd just be, I'd be slapping myself and be like, Hey, bud, do you have any idea what's on the line here? Yeah. Like you think this is about your $42,000? Yeah. You're going to make tens of millions of dollars if you don't mess this up. If you just realize how valuable each day is. Yeah. You think it's about that sell? I'm telling you, young man, there's a lot more on the line than you know. Yep. And that'd be my, my advice to any of your viewers is today is the day and more is on the line than you know. I love that. There literally, there's not a better way to
0: end that. Jay Young, bro, I freaking love you, man. Thank you so much for coming out and everybody tuning in. Much love until next time. Thank you guys so much for tuning in today. Um, as always, it was a blast for me. I hope you got something out of this. If you got something out of this video, of value share this with a friend and please go show your love we're on all streaming platforms including youtube spotify and apple any ratings comments likes shares they go a very long way and they make it so i can keep doing these things for you and i would appreciate it greatly so please go share with a friend until next time